I say about Shilpa Patel that would make any sense to you? You being anyone who cares to subscribe to this podcast. Yeah, talking to you Darren and Kylie. That would be spooky for anyone called Darren and Kylie. You probably take this all to be a fantasy audio drama the cheaper variety. Very cheap by the way I'm doing it. My anonymous submitter might be editing in theme music and sound effects for all I know. Wouldn't be surprised if you added some end roll ads. But I hope not. But well, given you won't believe me anyway, I'll tell you this. Shilpa is not my friend. She is not anyone's friend. At least, not anyone I could imagine. Perhaps she's a tool. A sharp and dangerous tool like a chainsaw. No, no something more precise. Like a table saw. She is sharp, powerful, can rip you in two if you get in her way. Here's my journal about it. Easier to hear the truth from a naive fool reporting it. Well, that's me. I know. That's me from a couple of weeks ago. I've grown a lot in that time. Now, I know I'm a naive fool. Where previously, I only suspected it. Okay, I'm quitting today. I don't have anywhere to go next, but I'm done. Maybe I roam the earth having adventures and dispensing wisdom. You know, I'll be a bum. No, there's something comforting about that. The lack of responsibility and the freedom that brings. Tony tried to call me over the weekend. I don't know what he wanted and I don't want to hear about it. I turned my phone off and kept my doors locked. I don't want to bring those guys down. They're too good for that. Heidi was too good for that. I think... I think I always imagined that she'd be there for me and I'd be there for her. How'd I love her? I mean, in what capacity? Did she love me? I think she might have had a crush on me. I think of how Venus fawns over Tony and I can't help but compare it to the way higher. Okay, look, I'm quitting today. I'll be a bum and I'll just disappear. First thing when I get to work, I'm going to go see Shilpa and tell her I'm done. I keep saying that. I like the sound of it. I could sell my house and jump on a plane to Canada, cross the border to the US and pick fruit with the backpackers. I'm sure there's some good gap year Aussies in the US who'd love to have me lending a hand. Yeah, well, I'm not a bum. Or uh, I guess not yet. I'm not homeless for another month or so. The bank has my mortgage, so maybe it takes a while to sell the house. I've no idea what happens. I don't think it ultimately matters. I wonder if there'll be an estate sale when I'm done. That's enough of that talk. Look, head in the game. I went to work that day, hell-bent on quitting and being done with my new life. It hadn't brought me anything other than grief. Ah, except for that time we saved Jennifer McCormick from being eaten. B reminded me of that. It felt bloody good to see the girl in her parents' arms. So one life saved, one life lost. There's a sort of calculus to that. It was only after being determined to quit that I started to really see what Gemworld was all about. 
Here's my journal from that lunch break. Can't quit. Super won't let me. Oh, anyone hearing this will think I'm some kind of whiny little bitch who's been tongue lashed into obedience. Well, no. Everyone watched me with grim amusement as I marched resolutely into Shilpa's office. She wasn't there, so I just waited for her. She arrived not long after and sat at her desk, pointedly ignoring me. I could feel my anger fuming off me like a black aura. But she just... She arranged her desk, looked at a computer screen, clicked a few times and finally looked up to it, as if she'd, as if she'd just noticed I was there. I quit. That's fine. My, my jaws has just dropped to the floor. It's not what I was expecting. Your friends, Tony, John, poor little Venus, will have to die on their own as I rip their hearts out one by one. I'm not even lying. That's what she straight up said. Her shark eyes just boring into me with a blank expression. You what? I will be disappointed that you won't be there to play your part, the death match, where you demonstrate your skills and perish beneath the might of someone you don't know, but your friends have accepted the invitations you sent them. Couldn't even speak. She's inhuman the way she spoke. She, she's inhuman. What have I got myself into? Oh God. B. Did, did she know? Uh, uh, I left her office. My head was swimming, just everything swirling and colliding. Just like asteroids striking each other as they tumble endlessly through the void of deep space. That's what my head felt like. It's much better now. I think my team was smirking at each other. I swear at least there was one high five. If I don't turn up, Shilpa will actually kill my friends. If I do turn up, what happens to me? I'll let Heidi down. I won't let Venus, Tony and John down. Oh, God. Oh, I'm, I'm going to be sick again. Can't believe how blind I was. Shilpa actually said she would tear their hearts out. I'm convinced she means that literally. I recovered my composure at some point and left the bathroom and went back to my desk. I had an email waiting for me and a meeting invitation. It was a showcase. I'd done several before. This was the first where I actually paid attention. I'll leave it to my journal to go over it. Suffice to say, I was starting to see my job for what it was. I am a pawn in a game. I use my magic at work to intimidate and manipulate. The showcase I did was a carefully choreographed threat. The stakeholders were shown a demo of the game on a computer on the table in front of them, while I did the usual presentation. I hadn't bothered to look at the screen they were watching. I don't think I want to see it, 
but I'm pretty sure it isn't the game I thought I was developing. <clears throat> As you can see, the arena starts clear and with little to see. It fills as the opponents square up. This is no game where you can just take it easy. You're in. You're committed. Only one person leaves intact. The audience will devour the loser. You don't want to be the loser. That's the sort of stuff I would say as I marched back and forth using all the social priming magic I could muster. When it looked like I was getting to a point where I should be able to see the screen, one of my teammates would steer me back to the board to draw a diagram. Finally, one of them, Graham, snapped the screen off as I came to the conclusion of the presentation. The stakeholders looked aghast. I'd previously thought it was a look of rapt awe at the potential of the game. Now I'm pretty sure it was no game I was showcasing. I used every trick in my book to push them in the right direction. The right direction being Shilpa's direction. My team, they were never my team. They danced a fine jig around me, keeping me just oblivious enough that I could fool myself into thinking I was doing good. The way they talked and moved and watched Shilpa's office door at every opportunity tells me there's something very not right. That's why I'm getting rat-assed, and I think I'll stay deliriously drunk until the launch when I'll perform like a puppet on my strings, just hoping that I don't die and hoping Shilpa leaves my friends alone. John tried calling me this time. I've turned my phone to flight mode, and I think I'll leave it that way. Now, these books, I don't want them, and I don't need them. Shilpa will probably kill me in a week's time, and I actually don't want Tony or John or any of them getting sucked into the books. They're going to a private collector I found online, and the proceeds are going to charity. That charity that frees child slaves. Something good should come of this. Oh, I... that was close. Can't spill my precious, precious life-giving cider. Those poor little apples. They got squished and messed up bad just for me. I drain their life essence to sustain me like, um... Uh, what's this in my book here? I, oh, I drain them, the apples or ciders... S apples or ciders? I think they're just apples until they become cider, yeah? Anyway, I drain them like a rakshasa clouds minds and misleads people. Like a chakra, rakshas, rakshasa throws countless lives into their schemes and illusions to fight their unending war on ramen. No, that's noodles. Rama. Or, was that a monkey? Anyway, I bet they drain life essences from apples. No, no, they exclusively eat meat. Dumb books. That ghoul was a fluke, a throwback, one in a trillion. We didn't know about these monsters in the mainstream, so all about the place. Is it racist if I assume Shilpa is a Rakshasa? A Rakshasa? I mean, they're Indian or Sri Lankan or something. 
And Shilpa... Yeah. Yeah, I'm racist. Not every Indian boss is a Rakshasa, and people are perfectly capable of being evil, manipulating bastards all on their own. Oh, I, I've, I do not feel well. That hangover is still pretty fresh in my head. It was epic. I don't think I can drink cider anymore. Nah, who am I kidding? Keep it dry, keep it natural. And I'm in. I chucked the books the next day. I dropped them off at some fancy house on the canals not too far from home. I got ten grand for them. And immediately donated it all. I didn't want anything to do with those books anymore. My life was over. It still might be. At least now I've got an edge. I've got an inside man. I don't think Shilpa knows what books I had. I'm pretty sure she knew I had some source of knowledge. She was using me for my magic and my bravado, and I was happy to give that. Not entirely sure of what her end goal is. I do know it isn't to launch a freemium game with micropayments and a basic gambling system. Oh, that game exists. I've played it. And it is being launched tonight. But what my role in this charade is, I'm not sure. After I dropped the books off, I called Venus and told her I was not interested in any more supernatural talk and that I'd be out of contact for the next couple of weeks. I think I was trying to protect them as best I could. On that call, Venus mentioned that she and Tony, oh, John too, would see me at the product launch. They'd received invitations. Naturally, I told them not to go, that Shilpa was not to be trusted, but I could hear in her voice that my warning was just making her more interested. I had to stop short of my suspicion that Shilpa was not human, and that she had the most part of the company under her spell. I know, if I said that, Venus would have been all over it. There would have been a planning session, B would have been called in for her insight. I didn't want them any more involved than needed to be. And I didn't know at the time if B was part of it or not. It wasn't until later I found out what B's part in all that was. I just wrote my will and testament. Now, I've been trying to say that word so many times. Uh, So all my great store of wealth will be auctioned off, the proceeds given to charity. Giving it all to the refuge. Charity. Refuge? Yeah, you know, the one that provides housing to the homeless and stuff. I'd be lucky to afford a cardboard box with what I've worth. Oh, and I added a clause that said the estate agent isn't allowed to commit suicide after the auction. That spooked me out all bad and stuff. So launches next week. I've stopped going to work. Shilpa can get bent. I'll turn up to the execution and die like the puny insect I am, but I'm not going to bend anyone else. Ha! Uh, For a while after the ghoul, I was considering forming a consultancy. I'd do IT work and fight monsters. Track them down, learn what they are, and then defeat them. I'd 
Mm, pardon me. I'd track down the helpful things too. There aren't many of them. There's demons and they're evil sons of bitches and then there's angels. Pardon me. Bit too much of the cidery. Angels. I'm pretty sure I'm going with the interpretation of their God's action on earth. Their manifestations of physical principles or laws of nature, if you like. So they aren't exactly what I'd term good. To counteract the demon, who is distinctly evil, supposedly there are Gadians. What are they? What's a Gadian? No, but uh, supposedly there are guardian angels, but what do they guard against and who do they guard? Also, how do you know that their actions are meant as guarding? I mean, if an angel tripped you over so you broke your leg, how do you know that by having a broken leg, you don't get run over by a truck the next day? Did they protect you or harm you? What range of vision do they have? Are they concerned... Only with ensuring you reach some end purpose without regard to the damage caused in the meantime. As if angels are real anyway. It isn't like one will just come to your door and... Huh? A package. What did I order? Must have been weeks ago. Oh, that's a lovely picture. Looks like a tree with an intricate root system and lots of flowers blooming in the branches. Whatever. Uh, there are great evils and greatly evil people. But when's the last time you heard of... of the opposite of Hitler? I mean, who is that? Who is named as the polar opposite of Hitler? A beacon of compassion, kindness and good. I mean, if someone is a prick, we say, you're worse than Hitler. But when someone is nice, what do we say? Well, we rarely even say thank you. Thank you, Heidi. This is my exit plan. Thank you for listening. The next episode will come out at the same time next week. In that episode, the narrator attempts to get his books back and forms a plan. If you enjoy this podcast, tell your friends about it. For more information, visit gravityundone.net.